It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 8th day of December, 2014. Uh, we're here today. This is the Basser Hour today, and I'll be the co-host, and Jay Basser, he'll be the host. And uh, as Stretch, our technician, now Stretch, he's from Arkansas down there, and uh, Jay Basser, he's from Kentucky, and... Uh, it's Gerald Cook, and I'm from Missouri. So, uh, how are you doing today, John? I'm alive and well. How's everybody else doing today? Well, I'm doing good. And, uh, Stretch, he was talking there, so I think he was doing all right. Uh, uh, let's see. When are we going to talk about this here uh, sexual harassment stains there on that... Uh, yeah, I got a. We got a big story out of the Navy Times, and uh, I wanted to lead off the show with this bit of information. Uh, of course, being a former uh, member of the sub squad or subgroup myself, it kind of hits home a little bit. Of course, they started putting females on the boats, and I guess problems that started to occur. But uh, seems like uh, some female submariners were secretly recorded in a shower changing area aboard their sub. It was confirmed that they were filmed by fellow crew members, and they call it a breach of trust. That's rocked the tight-knit submarine force. Okay, now the perpetrators were removed from the ship. Investigation results. I guess these guys are probably going to get kicked out of the military, man, and do some prison time. You know, I mean, correction. You don't back call in the eighties. You don't call them submariners. You call them submarionettes. <laughs> okay, that's a good one, Stretch. <laughs> no, um, to really get the breast of the story. Back in the 80s, uh, they started mixing males and females on board Navy ships. And so they started out with basically the tenders and repair ships were really the first ones. I remember the first female come aboard the boat that I was attached to. And those ships, they did a really good job. They worked really well together, you know. Of course, now, over a period of time, you know, they had some issues. But they started calling the ships love boats and things like that. And there was a lot of... Uh, hanky-panky going on, if you know what I mean. And, uh, of course, you put two human beings together in a situation, and it's going to happen. Well, they went even further and put them on combatants, and uh, now they got them on subs. And, you know, if you go on a submarine, you <clears throat> once they pull that plug and you get underwater and you go down for, for three to four months and come back, you know, what's what's it like? You know, that's a different issue altogether because you're in a very confined environment. And people have to be really, really, really strong-willed and, and you know, really uh, uh, to resist a type of, you know, to, re- to resist any type of temptation. Obviously, this guy said, well, he's going to have some fun. So he started, you know, videoing him getting out of the shower. Well, I tell you the truth, buddy, this is not a good thing, dude. Uh, you know, you're, putting a, you're hurting the whole situation. I'm sure these guys or guys or whatever they're going to uh, they're going to get uh, what's due coming to them, and uh, so they'll probably be kicked out. I'd say it's pretty serious offense, in my opinion. <clears throat> what do you think, Gerald? Well, I think it is too. At least I hope they all got the pink eye. Uh, mm. But there ain't no telling. They'll probably give them a. a a discharge over this because this is a pretty serious infraction. Right. And uh, uh, I'm curious to see how how the military handles it. Uh, you know, right now we're having an epidemic of sexual harassment and, and a lot of uh, uh, rapes uh, going on. Uh, the girls are getting raped. Uh, and up until now, I don't see where 
military has made enough strides forward to really combat this. I'm sure they're trying to come up with a plan, that a workable uh, scenario that, uh, you know, uh, that works for everyone. That's going to be tough to do. Anytime you mix uh, boys and girls together, uh, it, it's a t- it, it generates a, uh, a tough situation. Now, I know there's those out there that say, well, no, it shouldn't. But, uh, yes, it it does so. And we have well, raised facts. They haven't identified the perpetrators, but... Uh we do know that one of the 24-year-old second-class petty officers, that's the E-5. Okay, the guy should know better. And uh, he's been reassigned to, uh, just as in Georgia, to a training facility. And then another guy's, uh, he was assigned to a guy, another guy to missile sub. So they're doing some serious investigation. Um, the victims came forward, and they found out about it, and then uh, some people are supporting them, which they should be supported. You know, I mean, that's you, know, you got 140 sailors aboard, and guys, this was not just a regular sub. This was a boomer. You guys know what a boomer is? It's a nuclear sub. I mean, fully loaded and raring to go. Uh, it's an Ohio class engine world a, sub. It's uh, it's not something to be playing games on. Uh, Maybe they didn't consider games, and nobody else does, for sure. But well, uh, uh, they have to take their jobs extremely serious. I mean, these submariners have a a difficult position anyway. I mean, the, the harshest of conditions. I mean, you're down underwater months at a time, and... and uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I just don't feel like they should have females mixed in with males on a submarine. Uh, Let me help you with that. Let (laughs) me help you with that. Let me help you with that. I know exactly where you're coming from. Okay, I don't feel... uh, The reason that the feelings are that way is because we're old-fashioned. You know, we know. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're from the older days when the, the men were supposed to support and do this and that. You know, and we still agree with that activity. But I guess the uh, other side now is they want them to serve. You know, right alongside the combatants and stuff like that. You know, because they've got them on all these combatant ships. So, you know, I know it's personally I don't think it's right, but. I guess as the ever-changing world that we run across anymore, that's going to happen. So, you know, that's something we've got to kind of just accept it and try to move on. You know, we may not like it, but that's what we got to do. we got to deal with it, and uh, we have to deal with it as a, adults. And uh, uh, you're right, it's just something we're going to have to deal with. Uh, it's... Uh, same way uh, a female in a combatant situation out there on the ground, uh, uh, you know, in the hand-to-hand combat. I, uh, of course, uh, you got to admit, we got some pretty salty uh, uh, Marine ladies out there that are tough as nails. Uh, I'm, I'm sure of that. But... Uh, until it becomes an acceptable thing, maybe if they would gradually, more gradual, interface them. Uh, maybe they're trying to interface them too soon, too too yeah. fast. I, well, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. In the next couple of years, you know, we're going to have issues with that going on because of the military, especially if they're downsized. I think and, you're uh, right. I, I, I believe that it's showing itself to prove up anyway because uh, the numbers keep increasing on this sexual harassment stuff. 
Yeah, it does increase. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not pretty, but it is what it is right now. I mean, it's uh, I I look for it to get a whole lot worse. It gets better. As far as you know that situation, you know they're going to have to they got to stop stuff like this though. I mean, you know these guys got to be educated. I mean, we had educational training when I was in in order to how to handle situations like this, you know, and we had orders, you know. And they was pretty strong. They would bust you. They bust you. Bust you in a hurry back then. Well, they, I was in before all that started. Uh, yeah. But uh, so. so we didn't have those issues. I mean, you know, the post I was at. Uh, but uh, I can see it being <clears throat> problematic now, and and I can understand that in a way it, it's going to become a way of the future. It is. And, uh, and it's here, and we have to learn to deal with it. Uh, yep. Uh, I think the military's probably done the best that they can do, but it's uh, it's lacking. Uh, there's still a lot of schooling got to go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, when these ladies get harassed or, uh, I don't know, where do you draw a line between sexual harassment and uh, uh, now we got rapes is on the increase. Uh, it, I was reading an article just yesterday on it. Uh, rapes are on the increase in the military. And why is this? Uh, I don't know. After uh, tail hook, I thought they'd be going down. I thought they would, too. You know, uh, so, but they're not. I uh, guess they... And and this is stuff that shouldn't be happening. Are they trying to throw the male and females together too soon? They're not. Uh, they don't have it structured properly in in the interfacing of them. I I can see the situation working well thought out and. And then the future, uh, where they gradually, you know, bring them in. But to throw them in there together, uh, the way they have, and you can say all you want, and you take a bunch of young guys and a bunch of young females, uh, it's it's not going to be good results, not without proper training. And somehow or other, they have missed that goal. They're they're not getting the proper training. Well, this took place. This took place aboard the USS Wyoming, and uh, of course these boomers have got two crews. You got a blue blue crew and a gold crew, and uh, one crew will go out to see what the other one's trains. This is on the gold crew, and the females were officers, so that's going to make it a little bit more more serious. If you know what I mean? Yes. So, but the Wyoming is a tried it submarine. It is one of the ones that can injure in the world as we know it. So, that's uh, these folks got a very very serious job to do, and they need to stick with doing their job instead of find some little petty way to amuse yourself. Uh, it. Uh I guess it was watching the movie. Seems to me that they uh, they should do a better job of training both the male and female uh, in this situation because the females uh, somehow or the other get put into a vulnerable situation, and sometimes it 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 turns into a disaster for them, and uh, they're not aware of all the uh, all the the potholes out there they need to you know and and uh, uh same way with the male male population they uh, they just shouldn't be thrown in together all of a sudden maybe i'm i'm wrong in my thinking i don't know how how they're mixing them up but something's obviously not correct or it wouldn't be happening that's right. Obviously, something's something's amiss there. It's a uh, training's the issue there. It's got to be fixed. It's got to uh, be fixed. 
as you know, uh, there on Haddock, we have uh, females that were in the service, female veterans. They they were raped, and they go tell their company commander or whoever they were supposed to tell, and they ended up raping them. They tell the doctor they ended up raping them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, now there's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. And I, I'm not blaming the, the female veteran at all. It's male veterans that are are uh, the villains here, without a doubt. But yeah, well, I don't there's a few females. Uh, I just don't think they ought to throw the men together so quickly. Uh, yeah. Maybe segregate them a little in. better and gradually interfaced them. And I don't know. Well, Gerald, we know that. We hope it gets better, but I mean, it needs to be a, there needs to be a, a full military-wide, especially Navy-wide awareness of that situation because they're going to be in such close, you know, close quarters. I'm sure it goes on in all branches of service, but you yeah. know, um, you don't you don't want to run a uh, nuclear submarine with missile launch capability. You know, you've got a very important mission to do. Probably the most important mission in the world, to tell you the truth. They need to be focused and maintain focus on that mission. They don't need to be partying and things like that, you know, out to sea. They need to make sure that they're doing their job. Absolutely. You know, that's that's what the taxpayers pay them for. And, uh, you know, they're going to get some help in a couple of years. But right now, you know, you guys got to, military's got to, they got to hold on. Well, we you can't know, because, have that sort of thing going on with, like you say, that submarine's a doomsday machine. That's and, right. Uh, and uh, we don't want anything upsetting that apple cart. Yeah, well. Nothing at all. And yeah, they're like this, uh, uh, running wild on a, on a submarine, you're in confined quarters anyway. Uh, that's that's uh, really, that is serious. It's dangerous. Yeah. They probably try to take the missile saddles out of it, turn it into an underwater cruise ship one of these days. No, that's the R regime. All right, let's put that story to bed. You ready to jump on number two? Yeah, let's go to number two. All right, you guys remember this name? <clears throat> Hope I can pronounce this right. I'm sorry, guys. I live in Kentucky, so. I might have a little bit of different language barrier, but this guy's name was Mustafa Ahmed Awad. He's 35 years old. He lives in Yorktown, Virginia. He got arrested last Friday. And what it reads like came from a Tom Clancy novel. So the naval engineer is facing charges that he gave an F. FBI undercover agent posing as an Egyptian intelligence officer, secret documents about the Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier while discussing how to sink the vessel with a missile. He's got his face hid picture here heading out to the courthouse in Norfolk, Virginia, on the 5th of December. He was arrested. Uh, People... I was around when John Walker got busted and he was in the Navy selling secrets. As a civilian, I spent a couple of years tearing up what he sold the secrets to. So, And I tell you what, he hurt us bad. Hurt us really bad. Walker really hurt the country. I tell you, I've never seen anybody, a spy, hurt us that bad. And that's the same thing as us uh, in capturing the German Enigma codes or, uh, or breaking the Japanese code in World War II. That cost the Japanese and the Germans a war. Did you know that, Gerald? Yes, I did. Okay, so this guy, uh, he arranged a drop-dead location, and he passed all this stuff off. Uh, he explained to them that uh, he gave them the designs and showed them where to, where to sink the ship with the missile, where, where it sink at, you know, and all this other stuff. So this dude... Is definitely, definitely, he's a smart guy. 
but I hopefully and just personally I hope they have a trial. But I hope they wait a couple of years to have the trial. Because this guy's definitely a Muslim. In my book, you don't have the name of Mustafa Ahmed Awad without being something. You don't well, change the name. Was he born like in Saudi? Uh, he's a Saudi, wasn't he? Yeah, he's Saudi Arabian, I guess. So yeah. uh, that's kind of strange, you know. That's our one of our biggest allies. Yet, uh, well, I, what's the, I don't understand that, John. Wasn't Bin Laden Saudi? He's Saudi Arabia too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, his daddy's some yeah. big. Uh, Big hot platoon guy over. Yeah, and then uh, let me let me double check this, but I'm thinking Muhammad Atta was also. Uh, and a bunch of these guys flying them planes on 9/11 when they also saw this. What is this? That's right. Um, That's hard to understand. Saudi Arabia being one of our great allies. It is hard to understand. It is. Well, I don't understand it. Well, uh, now, reading this stuff up here. Are we still giving them funds and grants and everything else? Right. Well, well, I tell you the truth, my friend. The hijackers of the September 11th attacks, they were 19 men affiliated with the group called Al-Qaeda. Fifteen of the 19 were citizens of Saudi Arabia. So the other two were from the United Arab Emirates, another friend of ours, and then Egypt and Lebanon. Oh. They were organized in teams. So, yeah. Uh, the first hijackers, uh, Khalid al-Midhar and Nawaf al-Hazami, they went to San Diego in January 2000. Then uh, the three other hijacker pilots, Atta and... Marwan al-Shahi and Ziad Jahara, uh, they went to take flight training in Florida. That was at uh, Sanford Field there in Florida where Allegiant flies out of right next to Orlando. Yeah. They learned how to fly planes there. The other guys, they were, I guess they were trained in San Diego. And uh, so you figure that uh, Saudi... Fifteen people, you know, were from that area, and, and they, I don't think they just hate us or what. I thought we were on a, you know, we were a buddy-buddy with Saudi Arabia. I thought we were really good friends with them. Evidently not. Uh, well. Or somebody's missing Turkey in uh, friendship. Well, I know it's old base and things like that, but. In my opinion, our government needs to be strong enough to tell these other countries, if you've got people that represent your country, that are in your country, that are planning to do something like this, or planning to spy, or planning to do something, it's your responsibility to please your people. That's well, the country's responsibility. You know, I mean, yeah. you need to please your own people. Whatever it takes to do the job. If your people are trying to jihad or do whatever it takes, Make sure that you're policed by your country. And give them an ultimatum and to give them alternatives. You know, we can get along with them. That's fine. You know, we don't have to butt up nobody. We're still a superpower. Even though some folks don't want us to be, we are. And give them some very, very strong definitions. Police your people. You know, take care of your own people. Because if we take care of them, we're going to take care of you too. Just like this ISIS bunch overseas. You know, we're bombing them and bombing them and bombing them. We're bombing ISIS every day, I guess, you know, and they're still growing and growing in strength, so we can't send ground troops over because I don't think we have any ground troops in Dover to tell you the truth, Gerald. <laughs> I don't either. I think yeah, I've so. already, uh, and look at all the veterans now uh, that have to deal with this Middle East coming home, getting discharged. And yep. now I understand they was giving a lot of the officers uh, pink slips right out there in the field. Can you? All believe of them are, that? yeah. Well, Can that's uh, basically that? that's that's Congress's and the Senate's fault because that's sequestering stuff. Yeah. 
you know, and which they have to to hold the purse strings in. But you know, they got to get that stuff straightened out. I mean, it'll be straightened by the first of the year. I even heard that they were having to cut some back to two mils a day out the field out there. And you hear that? Yes, I did. Uh, so, I was reading an article on it uh, here just last night. Uh, they're cutting them back uh, because of the uh, uh, not having enough funds or something. Or well, if, you, uh, if you're a politician, you're listening to this show. My best advice is you would be get to work, get this stuff fixed in the next day or two. And if yeah, you fix in the next day or two, because... You know, we've got a lot of veterans out there, a lot more than you think. And everybody you let go yesterday are now veterans. And they're going to have a voting voice. And those veterans have families. Those families are going to have a voting voice. So this keeps up. I'm sure we can go ahead and take care of business and, uh, you know, we could fire you just like you fired them. That's right. So that's what's going to happen. People can come in your mailbox, too. Right. No, yeah. we'll put that pink slip in the ballot box. Yeah, in the ballot box. <laughs> yeah, sir, you're absolutely right. Okay. That'll go but in the ballot box. Let's get it straight. Let's take care of our men, our, our troops. First and foremost, before anybody gets another dime, take care of the take care of our troops. We can't have them out there with a, their bellies yeah. growling trying to do some military. Or you give a dime to a... To an illegal immigrant, and then yes, you make sure that our troops are taken care of in the field. They're out there busting their chops. Oh, that's a fact. Uh, don't be cutting them. Give them, give them what they need to get their job done. You know, if you got people that are flipping burgers, making more than they do, you'll make it right. Fix it. Yeah, it's uh, conditions over <laughs> there are horrible anyway. Uh, for tracks. And uh, that is true. And then if they are being cut back to two meals a day, that is unacceptable. Right, it is. That is unacceptable. <clears throat> I want to tell you guys something else. I mean, you know, those veterans have been in service, and no matter what branch you served in, whether it's the Army, the Navy, Air Force, or Marines, or the Coast Guard, it does not matter. Once you've served, you developed a certain level of camaraderie between you and other veterans. You guys had a job to do, and you guys were brothers. Well, veterans get along with veterans more than anybody else outside outside the system. You know, because you guys have basically the same issues. You know what to talk about. You know, you have more in common with the other folks. So, you know, that's always, always. It don't matter if you served in Vietnam or if you served in Korea or if you served in World War II or if you served in peacetime. It does not matter. You know, you still served. You had a job to do. The only difference is that some folks were uh, different ages. Some folks were different battles and different levels. And it's all because of the times and the time of, of the time in history that they were in the service. You know, so a veteran's a veteran and had its book, and that's in my book too. It doesn't matter what you did or where you were at. You're still a veteran. Some veteran may deserve a little more than other veterans because they were in the combat area and things like that, and they got shot up, and they, you know, and then they got some post-traumatic stress issues and need help. But a veteran is a veteran. Had its motto was this: We leave no one behind. Not on a desert trail. Not on a jungle trail, and not on a paper trail. That's what had it does, folks. So if you guys see stories like this of these people, you know, these spies and all this other stuff, the John Walkers, and I, I can't pronounce this poor guy's name, so I'm not going to mess with it too much. Uh, hopefully they'll take him out to the nearest uh, nearest place and hang him up by his neck. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're still at war, so you... We're still at war, so, you know, if you send them information like that to the Middle East about how to sink an aircraft carrier, well, we need to send them a video on how to hang a spy, give them some training, yeah. and show them how to do it. But that won't happen. They'll probably try him in a civilian court, Gerald. And then he'll be sent up to... <clears throat> no, he'll be sent up to West Virginia Country Club. 
golf course and things like that. You know, the old days is you do something like this, you go to Leavenworth and bread and water and hard labor for 30 years, making little rocks out of big ones or something. Or life. <laughs> yeah, well, life. So, but we'll see what happens. And we'll voice our opinions again whenever it comes out, so let's keep an eye on this. This is a... Uh, this is an interesting issue to see. I mean, we don't, uh, you know, we don't know what the poor guy did. And uh, personally, it's uh, he's an idiot. Of course, he was here to do a job. He was called. He was called to service by his terrorist folks. I guess that's a problem. Yeah. There's too many of them over here. Need to go through and filter them out. And get them. Get rid of them. Uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Need to filter them out somehow. We we need to we need some way to test them and filter them before they get activated. I guess it's kind of like uh, the reserves. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, you know, there's a lot of folks like that. So. Oh. Well, that's so, good. Uh, I mean, you know, at least they caught him. Mm-hmm. Now, at least they caught him. Had he been able to get away with it? Them not catching, that would have been disastrous. Yeah, they've been making more cardboard carriers to stretch set over, trying to figure out how to flank them. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to put our foot down, folks. You know what? I think we need to put our foot down. Need to put our foot down. Make an example out of somebody. I don't care who it is. It needs to be done. Who was working with him, I wonder? They'll find out. We should better hurry and do it tonight before the report comes out tomorrow about the about the CIA. They need to go ahead and keep this guy waterboarded tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You're right about that. You get the information out of it. All right, we pay some bills. Stretch, run the commercial, and then uh, we've got a second half top you guys ain't going to believe, and you're going to enjoy this, so stay tuned. This is Jay Basser, one of the hosts for Hatted Veterans Radio and the Ask Basser Show. I wanted to pass along an important message to the members of Hatted. Hatted has kicked off a fun Hatted campaign. Hatted has been helping veterans navigate the VMA since 1997. Hatted's owner, T-Bird, Need your help. The expense of running a big site like Haddit is steadily increasing while the operating revenues have been decreasing. For these reasons, Haddit has kicked off the Fund Haddit campaign. Remember, Haddit is not a nonprofit organization. Please give what you can, as no amount is too small. Your support is greatly appreciated. Help us to keep Haddit around because without it, where would our veterans be? Personally, I'd be still stuck in the VA quicksand. Just click on the Fun Had It button on the forum page to support HadIt.com. Thank you, Jay Basher. Welcome We're back, back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Oh, go Thank ahead, you John. Thank you, Gerald, for your help today. Now, I want to lead off in this second half topic because this is the topic that's fair to everybody. Everybody's affected by it. No matter if you're a 20-year-old veteran or if you're an 80-year-old veteran, everybody has had this happen to them on a pretty consistent basis for a long time. How many of you folks have ever drove through the drive-through at a drive-through restaurant and ordered a sandwich or something to get your bag, get down the road a little bit, open your bag, <laughs> and it's totally not what you ordered? <laughs> Everybody no, raise your hand. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got both my hand raised. <laughs> I, I don't thing on think Facebook. it matters whether you go <laughs> any of them fast food places. You better sit there and check it right at the window. Yep. You love to get down the road and have no tell what in your bag. <laughs> I tell you the truth now, that's a bad situation now. When's the last time it happened to you, Gerald? 
oh, it's happened quite a bit. I'd get home, you know, and uh, stop and grab something quick to eat. The wife tell me what to get her, and I would order it, you know, and get home. Mm-hmm. It uh, wasn't the right thing. It never was. Never was. And they didn't get the bubble gum, but you did, right? No, I mean, I get chewed up one side and down the other. Yeah, like it's my fault. It's all my fault for not anything. checking it. Yes, that's you're right. Don't you feel uh, like just driving through the window and throwing it back? Oh, I, I feel like throwing a firecracker in there. <laughs> that happens, people. That happens on a very, very, very constant basis. Yeah, of, you know, especially the fast food industry. They're really, really um, good at uh, screwing your order up. Boy, they'll so, do it. Yeah, they'll do it in a humanitarian heartbeat. Well, they of course, they don't to, mean to. I don't think they really do mean to. I mm. think it's just they're in such a hurry and they get things mixed up, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think turnovers get a lot to do with it, but, you know, I know a guy that actually uh, runs a McDonald's here in town, and uh, he's a big fisherman and stuff, and uh, we've actually had conversations, you know, regarding this issue before. And, uh, you know, he actually had some pretty good ideas in the way he ran his business. And his business is one of the top-rated ones as far as, you know, quality assurance. You know, <clears throat> because, you know, if you order, it's like some kids order an ice cream from some places, and a lot of times they'll say, oh, we'll put peanut stuff on it. You know, some kids got food allergies to peanuts. You get an ice cream cone, get back to the kid back there and open it up for a Sunday or something's got peanuts in it. He can't eat it. It'd kill him. So you got to be careful, folks. Because you all, you know, and I've started even going so far as to record the order when I order it on my phone. (laughs) In case, case, you know, they ask what you want to eat, you record that sucker and you take your receipt back in. They got it wrong. They said, they didn't wrong with that. And you play that recording and say, say what? (laughs) Uh, That's a good idea. Always protect Uh, yourself. You're lucky you have one of them mirror phones you can record with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a good idea. I don't know how many times I've gotten wrong orders. That's right. And something even worse, call up the store. You're sitting at home saying, oh, I wonder if they got this. I need this or that. And you call them up and you wait after you go through all their hassle of the different changes of phones and Talking to half a dozen people, they say, "Oh yeah, we got it. Come on up." So you make a beeline to the store and you fight the traffic on a parking spot. You get mm-hmm. inside there. Oh no, we run out of them a week ago. They're on order though. <laughs> now that you know you you're. Know. You know you're in trouble when you call the hardware store and ask them if they have Allen wrenches. Yeah. And they come back and say he doesn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's ripoffs nationwide, folks. We get You get calls from these telemarketers and other folks from all over the place. There's people that set to rip you off every day. Uh, most of all these calls will come from overseas, and they're piggybacking these numbers to make like it's something local. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a bad situation. Um, our government's got a do not call list. Uh, I've, I've seen that floating around the Internet. And, of course, I put my phone number and stuff on it, and you tell people do not call you. But you know what? That's in. the biggest joke. That's the biggest joke since Roddy Dangerfield. Yeah. Because I tell you the truth, it doesn't work. They don't enforce nothing. It's just it's just there. I guess they're too busy doing something else. I don't know what's going on. But there's rip-offs galore. I mean, you've got even like after natural disasters, you get guys that come in there and want to fix or repair your property and make you pay them half up front, and you never see them again. That happened in yeah, Johnson, did it, Gerald? Huh? Yeah. That happened in Johnson after a tornado, yeah. Yeah. 
347-237-4819. Again, area code 347-237-4819. When the person answers the phone, just hit one, and that'll connect you right into the show. So if you call in, we'll stretch will pick you up and bring you right on in. So uh, we look forward to your call if you call. But, uh yeah, personally, I don't like getting ripped off, girl. I, I usually get pretty irate when that happens. Well, I do, too, and everybody does. No one uh, yeah. uh, likes to see their money get taken, stolen, actually, it's stealing. Right, and now, this stealing. time of year. All right. This time of year is a very dangerous time of year because it's, everybody's out shopping. Yeah, this is the worst time of year there is right now. You have to be doubly yeah. careful. And there's many con artists and scams out there. Oh, uh, just robberies, yeah. too. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you've yeah. got a concealed carry permit this time of year, you, you need to be packing and jacking. Yeah. Be on the alert. Double you, alert. Let me, give you some, let me give you some hints, places to be alert at. All right, first place you need to be alert is in the parking lot. Because you will be approached in the parking lot very easy. Somebody come up and ask you a simple question, pull a knife or a gun on you. It happens every day, and it happens in this town every day anyway. Something happens. Uh, if you shop, park as close to the door as you can. Of course, most of the disabled vets have got the correct credentials to park. If you've got to wait for a parking place, wait on it. You're in the store. Make sure, especially females that carry purses, you make sure that your purse is attached to your body at all times. Yeah, absolutely. There's people in, yeah, there's people in, in, in here grabbing your purses and taking off with it. You know, and I'm sure, you know, this disabled veteran is going to have a hard time running somebody down. You know, the Walmart's a cesspool of that activity. It happens a lot. Even though they got cameras, people don't care. Yeah. Another thing, make sure you park in a well-lit area if you go in the store after dark or come out after dark. I recommend shopping early in the morning. The earlier the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, my biggest, my biggest, daylight. Yeah. My biggest advice to anybody that goes shopping, figure how much money you're going to spend Take that money and either get you a prepaid Visa card or debit card, put that on that card, and use that card to shop or pay cash. Keep the cash in a certain location. Don't use a credit card at them stores because you can see the people standing behind your shoulder looking at you. And people do try to get your numbers off your cards and stuff. People, you've seen them. I, I've, I had a guy the other day at one of the stores, and I turned around. He was right, he was right behind me. And there was a big old crowded store, and I screamed real loud, back up. Just like that. People thought I was crazy. I said, no, back up. I said, I'm a crazy disabled vet, son. You better back up. So that whole line back to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, some of them do do that. I've had them yep. And uh, so you back have to up. be, uh, you know, if... A lot of cards you have to punch in your your uh, pin numbers and stuff. Don't ever pinch your put your pin number in. Yeah. If you got uh, a debit card, use it as a credit card. Don't ever don't ever use your pin number in a store. No, I use a. They recommend using a credit card uh, versus mm. a a debit card. Uh, use mm. a credit card because that way you do have some protection if they. If you use a debit card and they manage to get a hold of your account and PIN number, they can drain your account in a heartbeat. Eventually, they're going to go through and they're going to have these credit cards where you stick in biometric. And what you do is you take your fingernails or your fingerprint, take your fingerprint, make an imprint, and uh, make your fingerprint imprint like that. 
and that's what happens. So eventually it'll be put your cat and you use your thumb, Gerald. You heard of that? Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. people that do that now. Uh, their checks they sign with a thumbprint. You do thumbprint. Yeah. And it does. The bank has told me I need to do that because my uh, my shake is so bad. I got Parkinson's. Uh, because it's just about not legible. Uh, so they've recommended me go to the thumbprint. I just don't like the idea. Well, I'll tell you the truth, Gerald. Actually, that's a good thing to have, though. Well, Cause, in uh, a way, they it know it's you. Yeah. They know it's you. Well, they know it is me, too, when I sign my check. <laughs> yeah, they know it's you when you do that. So, you know, you got your thumbprint there. It's biometric. Yeah. A lot of your safes are biometric now. You use your thumbprint, so. Yeah. Even uh, the iPhone 6 is thumbprint. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's got a thumbprint on it. It records your thumb and use your print, and then it goes right on and turns it on and uses it, so. That way, if someone wants to get their hands on it, it'd be useless to them without that thumbprint. Yes, that's a pretty good idea, and technology can take care of stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, the best thing to do is try to avoid keeping getting ripped off, and there's got to be ideas out there. Uh, yeah. Just be on the ever alert. Uh, yep, always be alert. And Especially through a checkout line. Oh, do we have a caller? Yeah, I didn't see one. Mm. Uh, yeah, if you get offers in the email, be careful of those. Uh, if you know the store, call call the store directly and uh, do your order in that way. Yes. I don't like Something it. else. Uh, you get these credit card offers in the mail from these companies, which I get four or five a week, to tell you the truth. Save all those. Don't throw them in the garbage. Don't throw nothing in the garbage. Got your personal information on it. Get your shredder and shred it first. And if you shred this stuff up, put it in bags. I'd get some pretty thick line Ziploc bags. I put it in there. Or you can use these. Actually, use these bags that suck the air out of stuff. You seen those bags, Gerald? Space bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it in space bags and put it up. And that way, if you go camping or something, you want something to start your fire with, you can put one of the space bags on there and pour a little fuel on it, put your wood on it, and you're going to have a good fire in just a few minutes. Uh, that's true. Uh, we have a burn barrel here we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that comes with our name on it gets burned. Burn I don't it. Care what, I don't care what it is. I never throw it in the garbage. People do go through your garbage on garbage day, folks. I've seen them out here doing it. Uh, some states, yeah. some cities that pass laws keep going through your garbage. You know, you got the folks that drive around the neighborhood on garbage day trying to find metal and things like that. I don't, that don't bother me a bit. But just watch out for the ones going through your garbage. Yeah. Uh, we burn everything that uh, has our name or address on it, period. Mm-hmm. That's just... In the summertime, I used to put a, I used to get me a, a rubber rattlesnake or a rubber copperhead and roll up and put the bottom next to the garbage can there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's not a bad idea, John. <laughs> yeah, so, but I don't know how easy. well a trash man likes it. <laughs> he knows it's okay. You have to tell them, you know. You have to tell them, but, you know, yeah. people go see garbage. Yes, they do. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, but make sure they stay by, away from you in the checkout lines. Make sure you take care of all your personal information. Um, make sure some, everything's secure if you buy something online. Something else, Christmas time. Story of the news of the day. These two dudes were driving around following a UPS truck, Gerald. I've seen that. Wasn't that unreal? <laughs> they drop off packages at your house. You're not home. 
Well, they jumped up and get that package put in their vehicle. They kept on following that UPS truck. Finally, somebody somebody took a cell phone video and caught them. After, how many packages they have in their vehicle? Was it 60 or something like that? It was quite a few. Oh, it was so. unreal. Uh, <laughs> but they nailed them. And uh, uh, even uh, one, box, one box had 25-pound of dog food in it or something. They'd just yeah. taken everything. They wasn't calling nothing. <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it was quite a deal. Well, if that dog food was especially vitamin food and and prescription food, they'd probably get them folks for they'd probably get them for other charges. Well, you know, and uh, UPS does deliver a lot of meds, so uh, mm-hmm. and some of that stuff that they did get could have been some meds. Uh, uh, yeah, then they can get them for a more serious crime, I would think. Maybe somebody's there to get that package. You can track your shipments on UPS online on the computer. You ask, them, ask the company to give you the tracking number. If it's on the truck for delivery and you better know about what time they run, you can just about figure a way to be home or have, have somebody there to get it. Uh, that's, about, that's what they recommended on the uh, TV there. Uh, uh, if you have the tracking number and uh, you track that thing, you know when it's in the area, when it's supposedly, approximately, when it's going to be delivered to your home. Uh, luckily, uh, my UPS guy that comes here, he knows I'm disabled, so he'll bring it up to the door for me. Yeah. Uh, they put so, stuff on my porch, and yeah, but they ring the doorbell, so we know it's there. Yeah, uh, he'll... Uh, I had some dude. Lucky that way. Uh, I had some dude the other day from some delivery company bought a package to the door, and I looked at the address real quick because I wasn't expecting nothing. It was for the street behind me. (laughs) 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 So I had to wish away and didn't come back and get it. A brand new computer come to the door one time here a year or so ago. Oh. And I opened the box, and I said, I don't remember ordering nothing. Of course, you know, as silly as I am, I can't remember much. And you got a little brand-new computer. So I said, nah, this can't be right. So I closed the box back up, and I called UPS, and I said, I think you all delivered the computer here a wrong address or something. Had my address on it and my name. And someone had ordered a computer and it come here. Mm. But the UPS they come and get guy, it? The, oh, yes, they come and got it. And I made him sign a receipt for it, too, that he picked it up. Yeah. Uh, well, he probably got in trouble. I don't know who... Uh, you know, but if it had your name fault. if it had your name and stuff on it, he probably did You know, that, that's who somebody else's fault. Somebody had to order my name. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. what would have happened had I kept it? Don't know. Uh, had your name on it? Well, I didn't order it, though. He wrote me a receipt for it. I said, I want a receipt for this. He wrote <laughs> me a receipt for it. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know what else to do. It meant that's honest to keep it. Yeah, honesty is the best virtue. Uh, but, uh, we had 90 seconds left. All right, thank you, Stretch. Well, Gerald, I think we we've told them how not to get ripped off and discuss some issues. We'll uh, do it again next week sometime. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Too bad to have any callers in, but uh, we'll catch you next week on the old uh, Basher Hour. Thanks for coming on and uh, hanging with me, Gerald. Well, by golly, yeah, it was an interesting show. I wish right. we could have got stretch. into this. Uh... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't don't forget about Hattit.com, guys. That website's been helping us out for a long time. So, you know, if, if you if you can help Hattit out, help them out and do whatever you can do, they sponsored the show. So with that saying, this would be Jay Basher for Gerald Cook. For, for Stretch, Mike Sasser, we'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. 
Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Basher Show.